Welcome to All About the Joy with Carmen, a show where we talk to and about high-end wealth individuals on how they can be better with their staff, their clients, their family, and friends. I was asked a question the other day about how to decide what clients to take on and what clients not to take on. So let's just be honest that when you're first starting out in your own little small business or you're doing your first, you know, trying to get independent contracts, you'll pretty much take whoever you can get. And that's fair enough. But at some point you do have to start making decisions on what kind of clients you want to deal with, not just for the integrity of your own company, but also just for your own sanity and health. And I think that's really important. Um, When I first started, I had a client, I think he might've been my second bookkeeping client. And I did not realize how he made his money until about a few months in. And um, at that time, um, he was making money off of phone sex lines. So he was paying women to talk to other people. They were those some of you may remember they were like the the dollar ninety nine a minute conversations that they had on phones, I guess before you know the web and <laughs> the internet where you could get porn for free or whatever. <laughs> um, not that I would know that that's what I've been told but um anyway i he was one of my um bookkeeping clients, so right when I first started and came to Los Angeles um and the minute I found out. What he did, by the way, he had a lot of celebrity friends and he had, um, income from all different sources, but this was one of the places. And I couldn't figure out what this source of income was. And then one day I just asked him and he told me. And what was worse about it was he tried to make it sound like he was doing such a good thing for these women, giving them jobs where they could work from home and um they had, you know, children or whatever. And I kept thinking in my head, like, that's all fine and dandy, but this is not the kind of client I want. And so I quit. And that was one criteria I had was that I didn't want to work for an organization or for any individual, no matter how much money they had and no matter how much they were paying me, if I didn't agree with what it was they were doing or how they made their money. And that is just all about who I am. And it may be very judgy, but it's what feels good to me, you know? Um, so I didn't want to support that kind of enterprise because it just didn't sit well with me at all. And by the way, I have no problem with women doing whatever they have to do to make money. So I don't want to get any emails or any backlash on that. It is not about the women. Um, it's about what he was doing. And I knew, look at, even if they were getting 199 a minute, he was making a whole hell of a lot more money (laughs) than that. So, but that's a whole other conversation. The other reason I have quit jobs in the past and have been pretty abrupt and pretty direct. And um, again, it started early on. I had another client that I met. She was an older woman. And when I went to interview with her for the second time, she told me everything that she needed done. And she started walking me around her 
home, which is, you know, one of the mansions here in Brentwood. And she was talking to me and one of her housekeepers was in one of the rooms and the way in which she demanded that they leave the room was something I noticed. Her tone, her abruptness, her nastiness. Like I'll never forget it. It was like 20 something years ago and I still can hear the way in which she spoke to this woman. And then the thing that happened afterwards was more important one of the other housekeepers met us in the kitchen or was in the kitchen. I forget exactly how it happened. And when she spoke to her, she called her doctor so-and-so. So this woman that I was going to work for had a PhD and she demanded that everyone call her doctor or whatever. Okay, fine. You know, you earn your PhD. I'm gonna call you whatever you want. So I proceeded to call her doctor, whatever, because I'm, I'm, I'm not mentioning people's names that I've worked for just out of respect and decency. And also it's just not what I do. I don't name drop. But anyway, I don't think you would know this woman anyway, but, and I think she's long past dead, by the way, (laughs) she was old then, but I proceeded to call her doctor and she said to me, oh, no, 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 no. You can call me miss whatever. Um, But people who are not of our stature, who are not educated, do not get that privilege. So you're educated and I'm sure you're going to get your master's. I can tell you'll probably get your PhD. Um, so you can call me Miss blah, blah, blah. So I immediately knew this is not someone I want to work with. And I was kind of hesitant to say anything at first, but after like 30 seconds, I turned around and I said, you know what? I don't think this is going to work out for me. I I don't think I can work for you, but I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity. And she was like, I don't understand. I I picked you. Um, I just offered you the job. And I said, yeah, you know what? My mother was a housekeeper and you may not realize that, but I can't work for somebody that thinks that there is some type of hierarchy in respecting other people. And so this is not going to work for me, but I do appreciate the time you took and I wish you well. And, and, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it was kind of that thing with probably a little bit more, um, nervousness and, uh, shakiness. But I remember being really proud of myself when I left that house. And more importantly, the housekeeper came out after me when I left the grounds and thanked me in Spanish because she heard what I said. But my point is, is you have to decide for yourself, no matter how small you are as an organization, if you're just starting, if you're an independent contractor and you're thinking about breaking out, I think it's important Yes, we all have to make a living and we all have to do what we have to do to to make ends meet. And so at first, of course, you want to take on whatever clients you can get. But at some point, you have to have a line. You have to have some sort of boundaries because if not, you're going to keep taking on toxic people. If you know, look, at here's the other trick. If you know what your boundaries are, but you take on a client like that anyways, you do it temporarily in your head and then you quit when you can as soon as possible. And I've done that before too. I know it sounds horrible, but I have two clients that I knew right away. These are nasty people I never want to work with, but I need to make some money. So I worked with them. And then like after three months, I, you know, made up whatever and moved on and 
at the time made sure I had other clients to compensate, but I turned around and let them go. But you as an individual who's looking for work or you as a person, you're also interviewing those people. Don't be so desperate that you forget that you want to have good people in your life everywhere. You know, you don't, there's no way you can go to work for eight hours a day and be completely in pain and hating everything you do and think you're going to go back and have this wonderful family life when you leave work. Human beings aren't capable of compartmentalizing. Okay. I said that wrong, that word wrong, but you know what I mean? We're not that good at, at, at not being able to take stuff home. So do your best to make sure your work life is the way you want it. And part of that is knowing what your boundaries are, knowing how much you're willing to take and really, really, really respecting what works for you. I don't think I've ever met any person who has a small business or a company or whatever who does not deal with their work life and their family life at the same time and in the same way. Because especially when you have your own business, I hate to say it, especially in the beginning though, it's like 24 seven. It is your life, especially if you're trying to establish something. So you want to make sure you have the people around you that you like, and that includes you working for someone else. It's not just employers employing people. This is the thing that kills me. People who are interviewing people for jobs, you know, people who have small businesses, um, hello, you're being interviewed too. When I walk in to meet with a client, I am doing all the assessment I need to make to understand who they are. If your office is a complete disaster and there's crap everywhere and you're not hiring me and my staff to organize you, um, <laughs> we are going to have a problem. I don't want to be handling someone's millions of dollars if you can't even file a document or you haven't hired someone to file for you. That says a lot to me about who you are and what you need. It doesn't mean I won't take you on as a client, but I'm great at observing. And I think that's what I would tell people who are hiring people, people who are looking for jobs, be better at observing your surroundings when you go in for an interview and also know what your boundaries are, know what you're willing to take And then take those steps to make sure if you have to take a job because of money or you have to hire someone because you need someone right away, you know what your limits are and you either say them up front or, you know, you move on when you need to. So anyway, I hope that helps. But yes, I always, always assess a client and then make a decision on whether or not I'm going to take them on, regardless of how much they're paying me. You can't pay me enough to disrespect me. You just can't. Been there, done that, over it. (laughs) Time to move on. So till next time. Thanks for stopping by All About the Joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day.